let's give a big, big, big welcome and a warm applause for our very own Vanessa Bautista. Amen. Come on, come on. Rock of Central Florida. Woo. <sighs> All right, let me get this computer going. Had to get some nap, some tissues. Um, I'll need them. I think I've been crying all week. Um, but that's kind of what happens when, you know, you have something so strong and so deep brewing inside of you. You know, it just, you know, it just hits you different. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the bridge of submission and, um, Gaston came into the office today, scared, scared me. Um, he didn't know I was going to be in there either, but, um, he said today's 12, 12, 21. And, uh, you know, the meaning of 12 perfect number, um, means God's power and authority and, uh, as well as serving as a perfect government, governmental foundation. And um, I'm sure that the Holy Spirit will move exactly through that. And it can symbolize completeness. And today is a holy day. And if you're here today, there's a reason why you're here. Um, so this week, I had butterflies all week. Um, crying, lots of tears, lots of reading. Um, and so one day this week, um, on my way to work, I decided to call my best friend. And... Um, we're talking about some kingdom stuff, and um, we kind of started talking about people and people doing things in the kingdom, and he said to me, he said a statement to me, and he said, you know, I'm really bothered when uh, people say, oh, you know, people in the kingdom saying, oh, I'm doing something, or I'm working on something, I'm working on a sermon, and they'll say, I'm stressed out, and he says, you know, um, the kingdom shouldn't be stressful. He says, we should be honored to do something for the kingdom. And I was explaining to him, I said, you know, um, I, don't, I don't feel stressed out, but I do feel the weight of responsibility. And there's a really, really big difference. And um, I just felt so much responsibility for today. I knew that today um, was going to be a catalyst for whatever is next. I know that. Um, so if you are here again, um, Matt, it's so great to see you. I look for you every single Sunday. So just saying. Um, but it's, you know... It, Welcome. Anyways, um, so a few weeks ago, every, every Sunday at 9.30, we go into the back office, and I heard a very specific word from Yahweh, and he just said, bridge of submission. Um, and we are doing this series on bridges, and I didn't know how many bridges we were going to be talking about. I think he said maybe five, but I heard also not to limit that. Like, don't get stuck on, okay, five bridges, that's it, that's when the series is over. So it was hard for me kind of to say, oh, I heard Bridge of Submission, but then there's five bridges, but, you know, don't be in a box. So um, I didn't quite know where Yahweh was going to take all of that. Um, but immediately I started thinking about my own journey. And I just started thinking about, all of the things, the, the catalyst that always, the catalyst for change each period of my life. So, um, you know, I thought about submission, and I'm like, okay, so submission. 
you know, what is submission? Um, the term submission has had a really bad rep. Um, you know, for people like maybe Juju and I, we know that um, we come from religion. And there's a lot of disappointment that comes with submission. There's a lot of, we, we've seen, not that there is, because we're here to find out the truth about the word submission, not what the world sees it as. But um, we've seen a lot of hypocrisy that comes through that or whatever the church wraps that around. But um, we've seen a lot of that, and a lot of hurt has happened, and it's kind of boxed us into a place where we're like, eh, I'm not submitting to anything, you know. And granted, a lot of that was because we weren't really focused on Yahweh. We weren't submitted to Yahweh, and that's really all we have to be submitted to. So submission in the context that we may perceive it, not really the way Yahweh intended it, can box us into an unintended place for kingdom people like yourselves. That's what it can do. Um, that word comes from the Latin root word to let down, to reduce, or to yield. Um, for example, submitting to authority. Um, I'm going to read this specific because it says it's also defined according to the Webster Dictionary as an act of submitting something as for consideration or inspection. And that'll be important later. Um, but I asked myself, aren't you tired of accepting, um, I don't know, we have a term in New York. It's like, word is bond. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, right, Juju? You know what I mean. Anyways, um, and it's like you take something and it's like, oh, that, that's what it is. You know, whatever you're understanding that day, it's like that's what it is. Aren't you tired of understanding, you know, thinking you understand something and just accepting it as it is? Right. I am. You know, submission is all of these things. So I'm not here to say that submission, you know, the definition that they're giving you is wrong. Um, but Yahweh's intent and his context is something very different from the world's. So, you know, we're going to start off with Romans 8.28. And a lot of us know this, but it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. So if things like submission, which maybe the world has tainted, um, is for good, then maybe we need to redefine it through Yahweh's heart and not just what the world says it is. So will we continue to trust what we simply have always thought we've known? I don't want to do that anymore. It's time for us to change our perspective. It's time to us to look through the dictionary of Yahweh's heart and forget about all these definitions and all of these stigmas that people want us to believe. As we've gone through the bridges, um, every time I learned about a new bridge in the last couple of weeks, I kind of asked myself rhetorical questions. I'm, that's, the, that's the way I learn. So um, for the bridge of offense, I asked myself, how has this bridge changed my entire life? So, and it isn't about being offended in the church. That's not what it is. Um, it's about how the offense gives us an opportunity right, an opportunity to overcome so we don't have to revisit that again. That's what offense is. Um, so I'm like, okay, but why does that work for me and maybe not for others? Maybe because I allow Yahweh to work in that place, you know. And offense doesn't belong in the kingdom. 
period. It's supposed to be dealt with. It's not supposed to be swept under some rug. It's not supposed to just be like ignored. Let's deal with it. You know, that's kind of part of growing up. Then we talked about the bridge of trust. So with the bridge of trust, I asked myself a very specific question. And that week specifically, I think we sang Amazing Grace. And Amazing Grace for me was just like, Amazing Grace, you know, kind of like, okay, you know. But la that week, it wrecked me. It, it wrecked me it just in a very different way because, you know, that word wretch, you know, I knew that. I know what that is. And um, so I asked myself, how can I trust? But when I thought about amazing grace, I said, wait a minute, how can I not trust? You know, I'm the very girl that stand, have, has stood up here and said, God spoke to me clearly 19 years ago, walking out of an abortion clinic and said to me, hey, girl, I got your back. Like, everything is going to be okay. So how, how can I not trust? And, I, you know, I think that we need to start asking these questions. So now, the bridge of until, that one was extremely deep for me. Because I remember a moment of until that I had right here in the Rock of Central Florida. I was going to leave the Rock until, right? <laughs> until I didn't. But um, I called a meeting with Steve, and um, pretty much I laid out all my offenses. I, I laid out, you know, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. You know, I mean, it was just like, and let me tell you, Steve stood there. And he considered every single word, whether, whether he believed that that was the intent to make me feel like that or not. He sat there and considered every single thing. I know he did. I felt, I felt that. And after I finished, he asked me a couple of questions. And honestly, I don't remember. I don't even remember the, the offenses anymore, which is crazy. Um, but he said one thing to me. And he said, Vanessa, can I, can I t ask you one thing? And I said, yeah, sure. He says, don't leave. Pretty much he was asking me to, even though I felt the way I felt, he was telling me stay, push through, walk it out. And I was like, what? I'm like, this guy is seriously telling me to keep feeling the way I feel. Like, you know, but it did. <laughs> um, so, so I've mentioned all those bridges, and then all of a sudden I felt like, okay, I'd just been over the bridge of offense, right? I skipped along the bridge of trust because I actually emailed him, had a meeting with him, and had the respect to tell him, hey, this is what's going on. I didn't just flee. I didn't just disappear. I didn't just not show up again because I was offended. I met up with him. I gave him the time of day because there was a rapport. I trusted him. Even though I wasn't close to him, I wasn't walking in close relationship with him, but there was a trust there. And so I, I met up with him, and I was on my way out until, right? Again, then what? Nothing changed for a long time, but I kept coming. Nothing changed. I didn't go to women's ministry. I didn't go to nothing. I, 
I peeped my head in a couple times, realized that I probably didn't want to be there again, then never showed up again. You know, I was just looking and seeing, and yeah, I didn't want to be a part of that. But I still kept coming and coming and coming. I came every Sunday. And I made the same rounds with the same people. You know, I just want to honor where honor is due. I remember exactly the way my rounds were every Sunday. I came in 15 minutes before service. That means that everybody was, half the people were in here already. The late birds were coming in. <laughs> I came in, you know, everybody's rushing to their seat. I don't have to really talk too much. But I always saw Shaviv's beautiful smile. Hey, how you doing? And I'm like, okay, give her a hug. Then I'll see AJ, hey girl. Then I see Archie, hey, that big hug he gives. And Norris, hey, you know, he's a little more quiet, hey. <laughs> Give me a hug. But every week I made those same rounds. And I didn't know what was happening there, but a connection was being made. Slowly, it was really slow. <laughs> Gosh, it was slow. <laughs> and I'm a slow person, but oof. Like, come on. But I submitted to the fact that Yahweh had brought me here. And he entrusted me with, he entrusted Steve with my family. So I knew that I had to trust, walk it out. <laughs> walk it out. There had to be more. And I felt like I was in limbo. I knew where I was. I knew where I'd allowed myself to go. Because a lot of times it's not like that there's no opportunity. There's plenty of opportunity but I didn't let myself really go there. But I knew I needed to push through, and I didn't know how. So I sent e uh, Steve an email <laughs> as I was about to graduate college. And this email came because one day during COVID, and I know emotions were heightened, people are gaining weight, eating a lot at home, you know, all this stuff. We're trying to like worship on Sundays on Zoom or whatever. But um, I sent him this email and I, I took out a little portion to read today. And it says, this journey has been a wild one. It says, you know firsthand that this journey, and I'm talking about college, you know, going to college, going to school, raising a family. So this journey isn't an easy one, especially when raising a family and working full-time job. I said, this week I started a class, and that gives me an opportunity to, to intern at a church or in a ministry. I said, of course. I could not intern anywhere else before interning at the house I serve. Except I realized there for a second as I was writing that email, except I don't serve there. I go there. I don't serve there. I noticed that right away. I began to think about the last four and a half years. I was coming here four and a half years. Every Sunday, offended, I was coming. Four and a half years that I'm at The Rock. I don't want to continue warming a chair. Especially as Yahweh has made me comfortable in my own skin because, you know, 
we all start getting comfortable in our own skin about, I, I would say for me, it was like 31, two a little more, three a little, you know. That's when you really start saying, I am who I am and that's it kind of thing. But, um, and then the last thing I wrote was, I don't know how to express it, but this preparation that I felt he led me to is too much to keep to myself. That's all I wrote to him. And I kind of, it was almost like a lifeline. You know, it was like a lifeline. It was like saying, here's my resume. <laughs> here's my resume. This is who I am, good or bad who I am but this is not all there is there's so much more so that's what I what I emailed him and it was I really Steve is very intentional about how he responds he ain't gonna respond quick he ain't gonna look at your email and write something cute in 15 <laughs> minutes because because you know, you need a, you require a quick response. He's not going to say, oh, that touched the deep, you know, portions of my heart and I can't wait till, he didn't write any of that. He kind of let me be. But I told him what I wanted. I told him who I was, who I wanted to be. When I talk about submission, I'm not talking about submission, the religious kind. I'm talking about the submission that takes you from the front side of a promise to glory and to the next glory. That's the kind of submission I'm talking about. But not alone. I'm talking about being real wherever you are. Wherever you are. Almost like submitting a resume. Like the Webster Dictionary said, not for judgment, but for co-laboring. Not for consideration because there's already a seat for you. I didn't have to ask for a seat. I had to find my seat. Not for inspection or judgment, for growth. Steve said something recently, and he said, growth requires law in the beginning. Not after that. I'm talking about the submission that co-labors with others so we can advance the kingdom. That's the kind of submission I'm talking about. Sometimes it's to be a covering, and sometimes it's to be covered. You know, on Saturday I was working, and I uh, looked over at my phone, and I noticed that Archie was calling me. And uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay, hey. And he says, Vanessa, I'm calling you. I just, I just want you to ask you if you need anything for Sunday. And I'm like, he said, do you want hot tea? Do you want water? And I was like so caught up in his ability to serve, you know. I'm like, that's what submission looks like. It's a co-laboring. It's saying, okay, you are going to be delivering something from Yahweh's heart. And I'm going to create an atmosphere for you that makes it easier, that makes it able to be done the way Yahweh wants it. And that really touched my heart. So thank you. I honor you for that. 
And if I could guess what type of bridge the bridge of submission is, this is for you, Jenny. I'd say it's an arch bridge. What do you think? Arch bridges distribute. Hold on. Where's my stuff? So arch bridges distribute the load, the weight, instead of just pushing it straight down. They have abutments, and abutments are found on both ends of the bridge and are designed to resist and support the lateral and the vertical loading. It's that gap we're filling, those abutments. Supports on the ground at both ends on either side of the arch for added support. Arch bridges do not break. Instead, they flex or bend under pressure. They are unbreakable. And Yahweh is constantly flexible. And he's distributing the weight of that pressure all throughout that bridge so we can continue doing our thing. Submission in the church is one-sided. It is uni-benefiting. One person benefits from that. But in the kingdom, we work together. Kingdom submission is not agreeing on everything with the people you're joined to. Believe it or not, it's not. It's not leaving your brain on the altar. Yahweh gave us a brain for a reason. He gave us an opinion. He gave us, you know, we learn. Sometimes it's wrong. Um, it's not living in fear and it's not acting in fear. It doesn't mean because you are, you know, submitted to something or something or someone, it doesn't mean you can't be an influence or a pillar that change is built on. That's not what that means. Submission does not mean that you get all of your spiritual strength from your leader. That's not what it means. Hebrews 13, 17 says it clearly. It says, remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. It doesn't say imitate their life. It doesn't say do exactly what your leader does because it's not going to give you the same fruit that it gave them. It's not the way it is. It reminds you to consider their path and the faith that it took for them to walk through that journey. And then you'll begin to take on things that you would have never been able to do by yourself because you're not by yourself anymore. Don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to submit to someone here or submit some surface requirements that the church put in place for us to feel like we're co-laboring. That's not what I'm telling you to do. But Yahweh will. Yahweh will if you submit to him. He will put the people in place that need to help you get where you need to get. Steve said something that described it exactly the way I felt it. I just, you know, sometimes you just don't have the words. But he said, wrap your, arm, your arms around those who came before you. Wrap your arms around them. You know, funny story. I'm sorry, Chino, I always use you, but. Um, <laughs> my kids and their bikes, they're always riding bike. And he's always messing around with, oh, lower your seat, higher your seat, you know, um, 
you know, do all these things so that the ride is better. So my kids have known how to ride bike for a really long time, but he's trying to teach them how to ride the bike in a way that one, won't hurt their back, two, they're not with their knees up here on their shoulders, like Christian, he's tall. And, um, and for me specifically, I have a mountain bike and he's always telling me, change the gears. So I'm like going up the hill like, <gasps> and he's like, Vanessa, change the gears. There's gears for a reason. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't want to learn how to do that. And he's like, well, you're going to struggle for the rest of your life. Every time you go up a mountain, you're going to struggle because, boom, you don't learn how to change the gears. And that's kind of what Yahweh's telling us. He's like, there are a people who have paved the way before us so that we don't have to make the same mistakes. And if we do, they're going to teach you and know how to fix them, be redeemed of those mistakes. Use your resources. They're there. The last thing I want to leave you with is a scripture, and then I have a couple things to say, but Yahweh said Galatians to me a couple of days after he gave me the word for the submission, the bridge of submission. I was kind of shocked because I didn't really know much about Galatians, so I was like, oh, you know, I had, now I have to really dig deep, and you know, that it's, it's, it's a tough thing to wrap your arms around a whole book. Like, you have to know the idea of the whole book in order to, to speak about it in context. But in Galatians 4, 1 through 7, it says, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date set by his father. In the same way, we also... When we were children, we were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our heart, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. One of the things I thought about immediately when I read that was, there's this constant thing that keeps happening with me. I'm a baby, I learn, and I grow up. And then all of a sudden, I become a baby, and then I grow up, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. It just keeps happening. I'm thankful it keeps happening. You can feel trapped in a place of maturity because you feel like you just know it all already. There's so much more because we're not meant to stay there. We're not meant to stay there. We're meant to, like, Grab hold and say, okay, what's next? You can't get there alone. And submitting is about co-laboring. If we really believe, if we can trust what Yahweh has told us, if we can trust that Yahweh loves us, if we can trust that Yahweh has a specific purpose for us in our life, spoken over us and unspoken, because there's so many things that have been unspoken over you. 
We don't even know. We have no idea. I'm excited to find out. But all of those things, you can't get there alone. You can't get there alone. And I am thankful for serving here at the Rock of Central Florida. You know, Archie kind of touched on it earlier, but I've been growing, growing up a lot. You know, I love the people of this house. I love the people of this house. I love the people that are supposed to be of this house and don't even know it yet. I know the people. I know the people feel it, but they ain't willing to submit to the Father. And they ain't willing to see through the lens of his eyes and his heart to know that there are people right next to them right now that can help them get from point A to point B. They're right there. I'm right here. I'm right here. So I just want to close that out again. And I want to read the Galatians part one more time, that end part. And it just says, so you are no longer... No longer a slave. No longer a slave, but a son. And if you're a son, there's an inheritance. If you are a son, there's an inheritance for you. And you are an heir. You are an heir, A-I-R. You are a breath for someone else. Archie Jr., I want you to close out this service. I honor you. I just, I honor you so much. I honor you for who you are in my kid's life. I honor your father because he came before me. He walked out religion before. I mean, he ain't that old, but, you know, you you walked out religion a little bit before me. But you don't have to walk out religion. And you're paving a path for Saya. You're paving a path for Saya where he doesn't have to. He didn't even have to worry about any of that stuff that we've been through. So I want you to speak to submission. I want, to, I want you to speak that. But I want you to speak the new definition that we have to submission, not the old. We know what the world says about submission. We know what the church has said about submission. We know the lies the church has said about submission. We know all of that stuff. But we want to forget that. We want to know what submission is now. We want to walk in that. And we want to find our seat in that because there is a seat for you. Amen. Thank you, Vanessa. Well, just for submission, uh, what I see it and what I know is life in it is submission is hope and is grace. And what submission does, it gives a new pathway. It creates another bridge. And you get the opportunity to lay down that bridge you've been carrying, that bridge that you got to... Attached to every bridge, every bridge and until, the bridge that you keep on your back that holds you back, it gets rid of that. And that's what submission does because it says, Matt, you're strong enough, so guess what? I can give you that, and I can walk free. Or Jenny, you're strong enough, so I can give you that, and I can walk, and I don't have to think. I don't have to understand, but guess what? Now I get all those years of grace, all those years of hope, all those years of those hard things you walk through that had to be done over generations can be done in a moment. And that's how Yahweh can keep building over generations in time because becomes not a factor. And we, we walk in time, but we're not submitted to it.
And that's, that's what submission is and what I see it as. So thank you, Vanessa. I honor you for bridging the gap for us today. And uh, thank you all for coming. Enjoy your families. We love you. Amen. <laughs>